What's up, everybody? It's your boy Emgrad's back in the building. Sorry I took a little bit of a hiatus, maybe like a week or so. I, I was getting death threats on Twitter from a couple of you guys <coughs> about uh, my podcast. I need to do episode four real fast. It's like Return of the, of the Jedi, right? Oh, no, that was the first Star Wars. Sorry. Let me get my water real fast. Okay, so a couple of things I want to talk to you guys about today. First one. D'Angelo Russell. Now, I don't give a fuck that he had weed on him at the airport. Like, there's no way that any NBA player um, should ever get caught at the airport with weed, okay? And there's also no way that any NBA player, or excuse me, professional athlete should get... um, in trouble for smoking weed or being or using or using weed for smoking weed or using weed nowadays they got oils and all kinds of stuff because these farmers these pharmacy big pharma companies they're just trying to kill you trust me that's all they're doing and how do you know i had a friend of mine who i went to school with who came to la a couple years ago and he was like oh, a long time about 10 years ago and we were talking and he's like yeah man i work for a, a, a pharmacy company and i was like word he's like bro I, I got all this stuff i'd be getting the viagra i'd be getting a percocets zannies oxy everything just samples you know like and he was telling me he's like dude some companies give doctors certain bonuses for writing a, n- a number of prescriptions for their for their their drug do you see what i'm do you see what i'm saying this is what he's telling me just like freely just speaking telling me like he's like man mark he's like marcus if i wanted to stop and be a, a drug dealer i'd make so much money he said i got boxes of everything for samples for doctors, you know, like, like you give samples to doctors, who they give it to, he's like, the patients, duh, I'm like, wow, that's crazy, and now listen, I'm sure things have changed, but this is what he told me, and from the conversation I can remember, this is what we were talking about, you know, big pharmacy is a joke, and that's why they're the ones trying to, I'm not, it's not a weed episode, I'm just saying, to get to my point where, like, nobody should be like, oh my god, he smokes weed, it's me, she'd be like, really? The only, the only thing I'm talking, I'm here talking about this is this thing, is this. Okay, listen. NBA players rarely, rarely fly anywhere alone. Okay, rarely, unless they're going on vacation and meeting somebody like family members or people there. Okay, or, damn, I can't even think of another or. Because if they're going to go meet another homie, another NBA player, they're not going to do it alone unless it's a like strictly like a business meet. But they never fly alone, is what I'm trying to tell you. Because I used to be one of those. They never fly alone. Trust me, like never. Even if their guy can't go to the meeting, their main guy, he's going to go with them. Okay, D'Angelo was going home to Louisville. So here's my whole thing. <clears throat> and this is where I get on with the guys who live with these NBA players. Everybody's looking at the thing. D'Angelo, why did he put, uh, what did they say? Why do you put contraband inside of contraband? Like, no, 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 no. D'Angelo never should have been holding the weed, first of all. Like, that's what you have your homies for, okay? Like, some of these NBA homies are, like, feel so entitled, like they are in the NBA, too. It's like, no, nigga, you go get the cars. You know what I'm saying? You go, this nigga wants to get something from the store, you go get it for him. Like, that's, that's what you, I'm not, there's nothing, look, there's nothing wrong with that, okay? Like, if an NBA dude is paying for your whole life, you guys need to, like, show some humility and, like, <clears throat> do what they say. Like, there's some NBA players, like, I, 
I traveled with one not too long ago. There's some NBA players out there who still don't have TSA pre-check. Okay? And I'm like, you don't have TSA pre-check? He's like, nah. I'm like, dude, what the hell is your fucking guy who lives with you doing? Like, what is he doing? Because he doesn't work, so what is he doing? You know? And he's like, man, I'm like, how do you not have TSA pre-check? You're in the fucking league. It's $85 for five. Like, how do you not have it? He's like, I just, man, I just... It's like, dude... Come on. Now, D'Angelo's guy who went with him should have had the weed. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Okay? Like, you're the fall guy. Like, that's my whole thing. That's when I see that, I don't look at it as D'Angelo having weed. I look at it as why the fuck is he carrying the weed? You know what I'm saying? Like, why is he carrying the weed? It's not stay off the weed. It's not, no, no, no. I'm not on that dumb shit like Stephen A.B. Trump. Like, get out of here. Let us drink alcohol. Uh, man, alcohol is the worst thing on this planet. Trust me. The worst thing on this planet, period. Like, trust me. But anyways, so he gets detained in LaGuardia, okay? And to me, it's just like there's no way that they could have stopped him because, like, they, they like there are certain things where, like, but the sheer stupidity of putting it in a fake Arizona can is just like, come on, D'Angelo. You know, you shouldn't have had it in the first place, but, bro, putting it in a fake, and you know you can't take, it's not your first time flying, bro. That's all I got to say. I'm not mad at him for having weed. Like, are you fucking serious? Like, really? <laughs> the drugs these kids are doing nowadays? Like, I'm glad it was that, not anything else, to be honest with you. Um, so, like, it's just, it, it's just crazy to me. I mean, the backlash, it's not like the 80s anymore where if he'd have done this, he'd have had to go to rehab and fucking all this other stuff and, you know, come out and, you know, tear, I'm so sorry, I let my family down. Now it's just like, you, all D'Angelo got it. Nowadays, if you get in trouble as a, as a high-profile celebrity, athlete, whatever, all you got to do is wait about a week, 10 days, and then a news story will come up because information comes so fast uh, to us nowadays that, like, our, re, our reaction time isn't what it used to be. Like, dude, there was a school shooting in UNC Charlotte, and it didn't even make the time. It didn't even, I didn't see it on my timeline. I don't follow that many people, but so I didn't see it. Now I'm thinking that a, a school shooting should be the headline of everything. You know? It's like we're getting so desensitized to everything, and everything's becoming normal because of this fuckhead we got in office that, I mean, but that's another. I'm not even going to go down that direction because this is a, a sports podcast, but I'm just saying, like, we become normalized to dumb shit. So as an athlete, all you got to do is sit there and weather the storm. They talked about it on ESPN on Thursday and Friday. They won't, it, won't even be a, it won't even be a story on Monday. And that's all you got to do nowadays, just weather the storm. That's it, you know? But that doesn't exclude the fact that D'Angelo never should have had the weed on him in the first place. And everybody's like, man, why would you carry weed? Because you go anywhere and you can just get it when you land. It's like, well, maybe that this place he was going to didn't have the kind of weed that he wanted. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... I can't speak for D'Angelo, but I'm just saying, like, maybe he didn't want to wait for somebody to come or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because he probably is definitely not getting picked up at the airport by anybody. He's definitely got a car service, everything, whenever he lands. It's D'Angelo Russell. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he's probably, he's going home for the Derby. Everybody's in, in Kentucky right now for the Derby. So, it's just like, to me, it's just like, it's, it's a non-story, actually. The only reason why it's a story is because of how he hit it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, how he hit it. If he put it in just, if he hit it any other way, he wouldn't have gotten caught. But listen, NBA players, if you don't have TSA pre-check, 
and you have a guy living with you who is supposed to be your quote-unquote manager or guy or dude who your right-hand man, you know, like, and you don't have TSA, like, he's not doing his job. Like, these dudes who are like your quote-unquote, oh, yeah, I'm his manager. No, you're not. You live with him. But these dudes who say, oh, yeah, I'm his manager. No, you guys just manage the club. That's all you guys manage. You don't do anything else. Just manage the club. We go to the club, all right, bet. And then y'all go into, like, I'm the boss mode. You walk in, like, yeah, we get, oh, what up? Yeah, yeah, we got the table, you know? And then you're the guy who talks to the waitress because the main because the main guy, because the, the, the guy who's paying, the NBA player, don't want to deal with that. Because yeah, I'm, the, you know, just like when LeBron pointed at his boy because, like, should be getting misconstrued but like this is a whole thing about like the guys in the nba your partners the dudes you bring up with you they should be taking care of you but see that's the thing here's a lot of the thing that what happens a lot of the times is these guys don't understand it they're so young and these dudes are like their best friends they come up with them but it's like i'm gonna keep it honest when they start seeing dudes getting like pussy every night by 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 some of the baddest bitches on the planet, excuse my language, but it's the truth. When they start to see it and they start to see the money coming in, they start to see these niggas get new cars and stuff and new clothes and everything, they start to feel some type of way. You know? Like it's crazy. I see homies like they'll have they'll they'll have groups of homies together and the homie who's always usually the closest to him, he be trying to cut cut everybody else out and it's a it becomes like jealousy. And these are grown men that live with each other and and the the main the, the NBA player usually never knows because he's like dude everybody's nice to me and it's like fam everybody's going to be nice to you because you're the guy with money you're the star you're the NBA player nobody in in their right mind who wants to you know take Instagram pics with you is going to be like man fuck that nigga da, 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 you man whatever they're not going to say nothing nothing so the the top guy usually never knows about the beef that's going on between within the family, quote unquote, the family. But it's like, it's just, a, it's an interesting dynamic of guys who are like supposed to be these dudes day-to-day managers. And it's like, they're not managing anything. Like some of these guys don't have chefs, you know, but any of that shit. But when they go to the club, oh man, everything's set up, lit, perfect to spend the NBA player's money. So all I'm saying is D'Angelo Russell Never in his life should have been carrying that. The guy who took the trip with him should have been holding it for him because he's not flying back home alone. I'm sorry. And if he is, D'Angelo, you can fly private, bro. You have enough money. Okay? You, you know somebody in New York City or in Brooklyn who you can call and be like, yo, I need a PJ to go home to Louisville. And it, you know you're about to get paid this summer, bro. You know you're about to get paid. Take a private jet back to Louisville. You'll be all right if you spend $25,000, $30,000 taking a private jet. You guys be spending that in the club at live on Sunday sometimes and you guys go to Miami. Why not just put it in a private jet and go home? You know what I'm saying? Then you could have fucking smoked weed outside of the plane and then put the butt out and got on the plane. They wouldn't have said nothing. You know, like that's, that's what I'm saying. Excuse me for that. Sorry. That's what I'm saying. Like um, you guys got, they got to think, but they don't think. They don't think, dude, nobody teaches these guys anything growing up. You know what these guys are told their whole life? These guys are told their whole life, man, you ain't got to worry about nothing. I'll take care of everything. You just play basketball. Okay? And that is the worst thing. These kids don't know anything. They get to the league, and they're like, man, I'm a grown. I can do whatever I want. And they still got to ask permission from people to spend their money. Yeah. 
in the NBA, they're paying for their family, they're paying for their girlfriend, they're paying for everybody, their homies, and they still got to ask to, to make big purchases. You know, they can't give somebody X amount of dollars because, oh man, my dad might find out or my mom might find out, so we got to do it this way. It's like, what? If you paying your mama's bills and everything, you shouldn't worry about what they think. I, I, now, I'm not saying, now, I'm not saying don't listen to your parents. That's not what I'm saying. But it's like they got to understand and you got to understand that, yes, they are your parents completely. But you are the provider. So it's like, it's like you shouldn't have to ask them to spend your money is what I'm pretty much saying. And I've seen it a lot. Like these guys, I swear to God, they're so cold. I, this isn't hate. This is just education. I want these guys to know stuff when they come up. You try to explain the game to these guys when they're in the NBA and they tell you it's not true. Or when they're going to the NBA, they'll listen and then they'll come back and they're like, damn, you was right. But it's not about being right. It's about just get it, get it done. Like you should have everybody in your team should, have, should be doing something for you. It shouldn't be guys just laying around all day. Dude, I lived that life. I'm not going to lie to you. It was the most boring life in the world. They think it's all cracking and all, you know, because they go to the club. It's like, you guys should not be telling your player to go to the club every night. Let's go to the club because you're bored. Like, figure something out. Get a job. Do something around the house. Instead of sitting there playing video games, smoking weed all all day while he's at practice. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, you guys need to get better. You know, and I know that you're boys. You can't trust anybody. Now, trust me. Trust me. But, like, some of these guys aren't built or mentally ready for the life you're about to expose them to. They're not. You know? They're really not. <coughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, that's a lot. A, a kid coming from, you know, a small town in middle America to all of a sudden, he's to, like, when you go pro, like, two, three weeks th- later... He's rubbing elbows with some of his favorite rappers. You know, like, that's a lot for some people, you know, and they start to feel that it's them. You know, they start to feel that it's them. They start thinking that, you know, I'm tight. You know, it's like, no, you're, you were, your best friend or your homie is an NBA player and he's looking out. You know, like, and <clears throat> look at LeBron did. LeBron got guys who can empower him. Look at his people. And all these guys in the NBA be like, man, I'm trying to be like Braun. It's like, well, look at your staff around you. You know, look at the staff around you. Are those guys going to do the same things that Maverick Carter and Rich Paul and uh, Ernie do? <clears throat> Are they? You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Like, come on, dude. Like, that's what I'm saying. You guys got to, you guys, LeBron be giving you guys the blueprint and y'all don't pay attention. That's what kills me. The blueprint. And y'all don't be paying attention. LeBron is about to take over basketball. Period. Okay? Period. Like, everything he's doing, he's about to take the AAU game over. Everything. And as soon as Bronny gets to to be a one and done, LeBron's probably going to buy a team and he's going to play for him. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, LeBron's LeBron's people have elevated him. Okay? elevated him like he doesn't pay to go to the he gets paid to go to the club do you understand like and if he does go he's getting paid now i've seen guys like kd james harden all them other dudes they be in the club having bottle wars i've seen that i'm not saying that their homies aren't 
like LeBron's, but like when you think of LeBron and entity and businessman, I mean, the player, you think of LeBron. You don't think of anybody else in the NBA like that. You don't. Like, because who, who taught LeBron? Jay-Z. Like, so he's trying to teach the, 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 the youth, and it's like sometimes guys don't listen. Now, I'm going to do it my way. You know, and it's like things have got to change. Like, we got to start educating these kids young. Like, we have to. Like, these dudes don't know anything when they get to, the, to where they're just like deers. They look like deers in the headlights. And then they don't want to admit that they don't know anything because they don't want to be, they don't want to be seen stupid. But it's like, you're smarter than anybody if you admit that you don't know, what you don't, don't know things. Like, that's what smart people are supposed, that's what you're supposed to do. I don't know, how, I don't know what's going on. Educate me. And, but here's the thing. <laughs> Agents and people like that and financial advisors and shady business managers, shady financial, they're not trying to educate these kids. They're trying to make them feel better. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, they come in with the word, like, yo, why is this going on? Da, 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 da. Man, relax. I got it. Don't worry. This is, this is why it's happening. Look right here. Dude, I'm going to take care of this and this, and it'll be fine. You know, it's like, that's, their, that's, what, that's what their thing is. You know, the, <sighs> it's just crazy that the whole dynamic of all this D'Angelo Russell stuff stems from his people either, like, first of all, when his bag got packed and he took it, there was somebody in the room with him, <laughs> okay? <laughs> These dudes don't live by themselves, all right? There was somebody in the room with him who could have, who should have said to him, yo, D'Lo, that's a terrible idea, fam. You know, like, tell them the truth. These guys never hear the truth. And when they hear the truth, it sounds like you're a hater or why you always got something to say instead of listening. Like, there are guys now I tell things to, and they, they say they listen, and then they don't. And then... Everything blows up in their face. I want these guys to succeed. I want all of them to, to, to succeed and be good. But it's like you got to know who your posse, who your posse. You got to know who your people are. You know, like not every, not every, everybody can be your friend, but not everybody can come on the journey. You know, that's why you leave a certain people back home. You come back and visit. Oh man, yeah, love always, man, you my guy, yeah, go ahead. And then you have people who live with you. But those people who live with you got to take care of you, man. They have to. Like, you can't be going out like D'Angelo Russell. I mean, that's just bad. I mean, he's already – he proved everybody wrong this year with how he played. I mean, he played amazing. He's going to get the bag this summer, probably from Phoenix. I don't think he's going to stay in Brooklyn. Um, he's going to get the bag this summer. And um, But that shouldn't have happened, <laughs> straight up. Like, that shouldn't have happened. You got to tell these guys the truth. You got to tell every. You got. You got to tell it. Even if you're, like, a lot of people don't like me. I know. Go figure, right? No way, huh? Not me. You, Marcus? No. A lot of people don't like me because I, I feel like I'm telling the truth. You know, I quote unquote always got something to say because I want you to succeed. I don't want you to. The stove is hot. Don't touch it. That's how I. That's what I tell you. And then motherfuckers still touch the stove. They look at me and they're like, man. You going to let me touch the stove? I'm like, I told you not to touch it. Would you going to let me do it? You see what I'm saying? Those, that's, that's sometimes the thought process. And you got to, you, you got to, some of these guys, man, when you've been spoiled your whole life, literally spoiled, and you've been, had your ass kissed since you were 14 years old by grown ass men, like grown ass men let you talk to, you're 14 years old, 15 years old, telling a grown ass man, I'll smack you. 
Like, what? You need to tell that little nigga, if you ever think about smacking me, I'll beat your motherfucking ass. Put him in his place quickly. Like, what? These dudes be like, oh, man, don't be saying that. You don't want these problems. Like, man, don't even let that nigga think that it's cool to talk to you like that. Because that's the thing. And they think they can talk to anybody like that. It's self-destruction. Like, we are setting these kids up for self-destruction by letting them get away with dumb shit because they're good at a sport. Like, if you don't get out of here with that beat, you know how many top, this is what I tell this, I'm talking, I'm, I'm helping a young one out right now, and this is what I tell them, like, you know how many 15-year-olds that I've seen that were phenoms that didn't make it? Like, there's not a better, there's, I don't care what you guys say, who you've seen, there has never been a better 15-year-old in basketball than Shea Cotton. Man, grads, you bring him up, da, da, da. what happened in the documentary? We're not talking about that. I'm giving you straight facts. There has never been a 15-year-old in the game of basketball better than Shea Cotton, and I don't give a Listen, at 15 is what I'm saying. LeBron didn't want those problems with Shea. At 15. Nobody wanted them problems with Shea Cotton at 15. Nobody. Okay? So we got to... And, dude, Shea was getting 18 wheelers accidentally sent to his house full of Nike shit. At 15. Okay? He was in Sports Illustrated. At 15. 15 or 16, whatever. He was in Sports Illustrated. Back when being in Sports Illustrated was like, are you serious? Like, you are a national celebrity now. Like, what? Like, And he was in the uh, World Cup um, edition of Sports Illustrated at 15, 16. Like, get out of here. There's nobody. So what I'm, and he didn't make it. So what I'm trying to say is like, you, we'd be thinking, oh man, he gonna, you never know. Like watching that Felipe Lopez story, there was top the top five the top five guys, you knew two of them. The other three, what happened to him? You, you know, like in Felipe, the only reason you know about him is because he was so good in high school and 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 um. Oh man, he was amazing in high school. He never should have went to college. The stuff he was doing in high school was just, man, unreal. Like there's man, unreal. But back to it, we don't know who's gonna make it. We don't know. What's going to happen? Nobody knows. So we got to stop kissing these kids' asses and hell, hold them accountable. You know, like. If, but the system is marred anyway because it's like you got they got to go to school. These kids don't want to go to school in Europe. They don't go to school. They go to they go to FC Barcelona University and they play basketball all day, and they teach them about the game of sports, what goes on and stuff like that. Like these kids play basketball. That's what they do. They go to school to play basketball. Like, but we we try to push education on them. And these kids are in school learning about the war of 1812. Do you think a kid in 2019 who, ha- who has 80,000 followers on Instagram, like 25,000 followers on Twitter, you know, and gets like 8,000 views on his snaps, gives a shit about the war of 1812? <laughs> like, what the hell is that going to do to him on the basketball court, for him on the basketball court? No, what's that going to do for anybody about learning about the war of 1812? Nobody gives a shit. You know, so it's just like there needs to be a common ground for ba- athletes in education. They need to because, like, come on, dude. Like, let's be honest. Like, I'm talking about the pros. Like, some athletes go to school for a free education, and I'm not. Hey, use the system. I'm not mad at that. Not every, not everybody goes pro, and no, I get that. But I'm just saying, like, we need to, to educate the athletes. Like, dude, these guys want to work in sports when they when they get done, and they don't know how. It's crazy. It's crazy.
Oh, and change subject, well, you know, to everybody. <sighs> so, as you guys may have seen, I, um, I um, announced or told everybody that Boogie Ellis uh, got out of, asked to be released from his letter of intent from Duke. Um, I think that California kids, West Coast kids in general, should stay away from Duke. Uh, what about Marvin Bagley? Marvin Bagley is an enigma. Okay? There will never be another Marvin Bagley. Okay? You know, everybody said Marvin Bagley was terrible. Did you watch the NBA season this year? Man, the, the Kings are going to be so sorry for take, passing him over Luca, Taking him over Luca. It's like, dude, come on. Like, stop. Okay? <laughs> Please stop. That draft went exactly how it should have. Okay? Like, trust me. So, I'm not even getting into that, but I'm just saying, okay. Boogie Ellis from San Diego, great player. I think Duke was kind of, uh, his arms were long enough to box with Duke. Not saying that he, you know, he could have proven me, proven me wrong. I mean, that's what I want everybody to do. But I think that it was more of a ploy to get him to be a McDonald's All-American because, you know, if you commit to Duke, you're going to be McDonald's All-American. Uh, that's how I've usually seen it over the past couple of years. You know, but I just don't think that, I mean, look, Coach K is a, is a great coach. We all know that. He can't coach one and duns. We've seen that. He tried it, and he's getting the same results as Coach Cal. And he, now he's probably thinking, like, damn, Coach Cal did a hell of a job winning the national championship with four freshmen starting. What, three fresh, four freshmen starting? You know, so it's like, um, when I heard about it, I was like, well, I mean, I kind of knew he was, this was going to happen. But then I posted it, and then, dude, all hell broke loose. Oh, my God. When I tell you all hell broke loose, all hell broke loose. I didn't even think that ESPN was going to credit me, okay? I had people hit me up talking about, damn, grass, look at you. I was like, man, ain't nothing, ain't nothing different, you know? But that was just hilarious to me. Like, dude, when Jeff Borzello said M-Grads had it first, I'm like, yeah, wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, I did, but still, like, that, that was just crazy to me. And, like. I don't know where Boogie's going to go, where he's going to wind up, you know, but I don't think he ever should have committed to Duke because, I mean, now it's just like he's going to have to go somewhere. I mean, it's like, well, no, nah, there's like five or six kids commit, uh, ready to – that have still haven't signed yet, top kids. But it's like – just stay away from Duke, man, if you're a West Coast kid. Like, plain and simple, you know, like it's not hate because, I mean, I talked to some parents who, who got players at Duke and they're like, you weren't lying. I'm like, dude, I, I don't have anything against Duke. I, I just hate Christian Leitner still to this day. I know I'm, I'm, I'm old. I should let it go, but I just can't. I just, man, the reason why I don't like Duke is because of Christian Leitner still to this day. That's plain and simple. <laughs> that's it. That's why I don't like Duke. Um, but uh, I, my, little, my, my young play, Trey Jones, and plus when Trey Jones came back, you knew Boogie wasn't going there. And that's why RJ Hampton isn't going there. Like, Boogie, like, Trey Jones played 40 minutes a game last year. Or Boogie, what are you going to come in and do? Take his spot? Like, no. Stop it. You know? Like, it, it's, it's funny to me. It really is. It's funny to me. That, um, but it's, it's, once again, it's like these... They don't look at Dame Lillard. They don't look at C.J. McCollum. They don't look at Steph Curry. You're like, Marcus, you're naming all-stars. No, I'm not. I, I am. But these kids were all, dude, 
Steph Curry, Steph Curry couldn't even get recruited by his mom and dad's alma mater. Okay, but that's why the guy who's coaching now is sitting in the studio talking about, you know, talking about him. But I'm just saying, like, so you're trying to tell me. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, some of these kids, their journey is different. Everybody's journey is different. Like, you're trying to tell me Steph Curry couldn't get a, a, even a, a look? He's playing down the street from Virginia Tech in Charlotte. It's like three hours. He's down the street for a college coach, you know? And he couldn't get a look? That, to me, is crazy. But I'm saying, like, these parents don't, don't understand. It's like, dude, send your kid. If, okay, if his top schools are, like, Marquette, Wisconsin, um, Cal, well, not Cal, but um, um, Kansas State, um, you know, schools like that, high majors, like middle of the road high majors, but high majors, right? If you send him to like a low high major or a mid major, he's going to be able to rock out more. Because the coaches are going to need him and want him. Like, go where you're wanted and needed. Don't go where you want to go. Like, a lot of kids want to go to Kentucky. Kentucky and Duke ain't for everybody. You know, Kentucky, Duke, Kansas, North Carolina, Villanova, they're not for everybody. Okay? (laughs) They're not. They're blue bloods, and they're not for everybody. All right? Period. So, Parents need to be more aware of, of and understand and sit down and talk to your kids. But see, this is the thing. Oh, Coach K's calling me and da-da-da-da-da. He's going to come for a home visit. And it's just like that's when the people in the posse, in the group, the parents, your parents are, your, are in your AAU coach. But see, they're, they're not going to – the AAU coach, you going to Duke or you going to a big school is good for him and his program because he can be like, I got a player. My player went to Duke. Even though if he didn't stay or not, it doesn't matter. He still went there, you know? Like, so he's got a relationship with the coaches. But people need to tell these kids, like, let me give you a scenario of a Steph Curry. Let me give you a scenario of a C.J. McCollum, you know? Let me give you a scenario of a, um, I mean, you can even look at Russell Westbrook. You're like, what? Russell Westbrook? Well, Russell Westbrook was, like, rated, like, some people had him in the top 100, some people didn't. And if he was in their top 100, he was, like, between 90 in a hundred, at losing your high school, <clears throat> he went to UCLA, and one quote unquote scout <laughs> for the T-shirts, mgrads.bigcartel.com, one quote unquote scout said he won't play a minute at UCLA because this other freshman, I'm not going to mention his name, is way better, <clears throat> and I don't think he'll be there. The freshman he was talking about, the other guy, not Russell. He's like, I think he'll probably be a one and done, two tops. That guy never played. <laughs> he damn sure didn't play over Russ, okay? So Russ' determination, he went to UCLA, was a great situation. He took advantage of that. There are not that many guys who have the heart that Russell Westbrook has, okay? There are not that many. So you guys got to gotta put these kids in the right situation. You got to go over it with them. You got to... You, Kids fall in love with the school. You go to a school, but you play for a coach, okay? And you can love what Kentucky has done when you were growing up. Well, Coach Cal still be there. But and you can love what a school has done when you're growing up, but if the coach gets fired, you can't be like, man, I love that school still because it's not the same school, man. It's a, it's a different coach. It's a different program now. So you got to do your homework on the coach the way he does it on you because a lot of these guys – 
don't know the recruiting game. They don't know it. And they get they get the phone calls. And it's like a lot of you guys are just smoke screens to scare the to scare the other guys who are recruiting into signing. You know, it's it's crazy. Do you think Coach K and Duke and them dudes were upset that Boogie Ellis said he wanted to be let out? I'm sure as soon as they hung up the phone, Coach K did it immediately. All right, I'm sure let out. Peace. You know, but if it was Vernon Carey, <laughs> if it was Big Vern, Big Vern ain't going nowhere. But Big Vern going to play from day one. He going to start. You know, like Boogie needs to go to somewhere like a San Diego State. He's way better than a San Diego State. But, okay, you get San Diego State back to the tournament or whatever, you know. Like UCLA is a big-name school, but do you want to go to that madness and play for Mick Cronin? Like right now? Like I've, I mean, come on. Like that's just me. So, I mean, that, that's, that's just me. I just think West Coast kids just stay away from Duke. I mean, shout out to Ricky Price, one of the coldest California West Coast ballers ever. He won the McDonald's All-American Dunk Contest. I think he had like 19 in the game. You guys don't even know about the sweet curl that Ricky, sweet curl Ricky. You don't know about him. Like, man, one of the purest shooters ever on, to come out of California. Like pure, pure to water. I got that water. That's how his jump shot was. Like, and he went to Duke and Coach K, he went to Duke and Coach K didn't even, didn't even care for him, you know, didn't even care for him. And it's crazy because we were watching the national championship game in 1997 with my mom and my brother. We were watching it um, when Arizona won it with Mike Bibby and Miles Simon. And Miles Simon had gotten deemed ineligible at the beginning of the year. Right, he couldn't play the first semester of his senior year because he didn't have the grades. You know, that tells you how fun of a school Arizona is, okay? Because Miles not having the grades after going to modern day, going into his senior year, like Miles, what was you doing? But anyways, Miles didn't. Miles was ineligible his uh, first semester of his senior year because of his grades, okay? And we're watching the national championship game, and my mom says, "Guys, you know what? Do you notice how when Ricky went to Duke, Coach K didn't care about him?" And, like, he messed up once, and then Coach K, he didn't mess up. I, something happened at I don't know. I don't know. I'm not even going to get into that. Something happened or whatever at Duke, and or something stupid, like, minuscule, like a fight in the, in the tick-up game or something happened. And uh, that's when Coach K started being off Ricky. Okay? And then my mom said, you know what? I would rather you guys go play for Lute Olsen because Miles Simon wasn't eligible, and Coach stuck with him, and now he's holding, he's, he's holding up a national championship trophy. Okay, he's like Coach K pretty much threw Ricky under the bus and got him and and didn't want to have anything to do with him once he got once that little incident or whatever happened. I don't even know if something happened. I'm just this is off the top of my head. I don't remember. But to me, it's just like. And that happened. Why did that happen? Because if Lute Olson had washed his hands of miles, it would have been really tough for another Arizona to get another Arizona kid out of California. Get another California kid to go to Arizona. Why he was there. And you're like, what? No, that's not going to happen. <clears throat> Trust me. You got to keep a state happy. All right? And Miles Simon, how many modern day players have gone to Arizona since? I think two or three. I think. I know Stanley was one. Uh, Reggie Geary. Um, but he was before Miles, wasn't he? Or was he after Miles? I think he was after Miles. Not before. I don't know. Modern day in Arizona has some nice ties. But um, talk to these kids, man. Educate these kids about everything. You know, they, some of them have egos, and like they don't want to hear it. 
but they have to. They have to. And uh, that's it for today. Sorry, I got you another long one. Hopefully, y'all check it out. And uh, RIP Nipsey Hustle forever. <laughs>